apartment so far? Of being out here? Yeah. Being with all my family. Oh, that's always nice. Well, everybody, welcome to Hip and Humble. I'm Aram, and today I am joined by a very special guest once again with Donna Scott, my nana. And before we get started, I just want to thank our sponsors, Hip and Humble Antiques, LLC, with two locations, one in Bethany, Oklahoma, just outside of Oklahoma City at Rink Gallery, and another in downtown Fredericksburg, Virginia, at Oldies But Goodies. And for those of you not local and not all about driving, we also have an online store, Hip and Humble Antiques, on Etsy. Please check us out. Also, we want to thank the WGN DB Going Solo Network. Thank you guys so much for being here. We really enjoy being a part of this network. And we are so excited to have you on. And without further ado, without further gilding the lily, and with no more ado, I want to reintroduce Mrs. LaDonna Jane Scott. How Hello. are you? I'm fine. How are you? Wonderful. I'm looking I'm looking across at a beautiful lady. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is Christmas time. Christmas is I mean, it's one of my favorite times of year. But I I mean I, I might be a little biased because my birthday's right next to it. That's right. Yeah. You were there for my first birthday. How was that? It was exciting. Really? But you didn't come as fast as I wanted you to. <laughs> oh no. I took off work a month, so I would be there yeah. uh, for a while after you were born, but you decided to come three days before I had to leave. Oh, really? That is unfortunate. It was. That was the hardest thing I've ever done is to look back from the car and see your mama standing in the doorway holding you. Oh, no. You were three days old. Oh. I can't. I can't imagine that. It was hard. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so you were you were there, but I, you were only there for three days. After you were. After I was born, anyways. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, I was your first grandbaby on Christmas, and then the next Christmas I was the only grandbaby. That's right. How was that? What did you guys do? Oh, that was exciting. Yeah. We did a lot. We bought a lot. We just had a good time. Oh, I think nice. we came. Didn't we come to Montana? I, I'm not sure. I, I wouldn't remember. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm thinking you, we did, but I'm not positive. Yeah. What was Christmas like when you were growing up? Christmas was always exciting. Uh, Mom and Dad always made it fun for me and and for Lonnie and my brother and uh, and then his family as they came along. Right. But uh, Mother always had lots of gifts for me. That's always nice. I got a doll every year. I love dolls. Yes, I'm aware. Until, uh, I believe on my 14th Christmas, I didn't get a doll. And after we got everything up unwrapped, I asked Mother, I said, where is my doll? <laughs> and she said, well, I thought you were a little old to get a doll. <laughs> And it just crushed me. I said, <laughs> I'm not too old. I still want a doll. <laughs> so she felt bad. <laughs> oh, I bet she did. Yeah. <laughs> well, that reminds me of the story. Um, so Catherine had told me, I guess, when she was younger, she had to get some work done at, a, at the dentist's office. And the dentist had gone to her and... They were debating on whether or not to give her anesthesia for a certain part of the procedure. And uh, 
the dentist argued that she was a real tough girl. She wouldn't need it. And uh, she turned and looked at her mom and said, I'm not a tough girl. (laughs) (laughs) I understand that. (laughs) That would be hard. Yeah, I don't think, I I think that would be hard. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I enjoyed Christmas. Um, We always tried to get with family. Uh, We were not a big family. No. Just me and uh, mother and dad and, and my brother and um, then his wife and then his three children. Well, yeah, I guess you became a big family after it all. Well, it's a huge family now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah very big. Oh, well, I remember our, our Christmases were, were pretty big. They were hot stuff back mm-hmm. in the day. Yeah. Yeah, especially when all all three of us and, and Jaden came along. Yeah. So, you know, there was... What would be five five kiddos and anywhere from six to eight adults, so to speak. Right. right. Well, uh, back in the the early times, uh, after our children were grown, well, all three of our children and their spouses yeah. and their children got together. Yeah. And that was always fun. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What you What was the What was your most fun memory out of those Christmases? I think some of my most treasured memories were when uh, my three children were growing up. Yeah. And we'd have Christmas, and we'd have my mother and daddy. Yeah. And uh, the first Christmas that we had a child was your mother. Yeah. I invited all of my family, my brother and his kids and and. Uh, then we invited all of Norman's family. We had about 30 there for Christmas dinner. Goodness. I don't know how we managed in that small house. How'd you feed 30 people? That's my question. Well, that that part wasn't hard. But yeah. We really enjoyed it. Kim was the first grandbaby on both sides in years and the oh, first wow. girl. Oh, wow. So that was really exciting. We uh, And we did that a couple times, had to... Uh, all the Scots as well as uh, all the Rexes. Yeah. Well, that sounds like a delight. It was. It was fun. Yeah. So you had mm-hmm. 30 people in your house. Well, we had between 30 and 40. I forget just how many. But they all had their small kids, too. So oh, I see. It was fun. Oh, that's it. sweet. Yeah. That's sweet. Do y'all go do anything or just have dinner? And just have dinner. It it uh, too many to go and do anything. Yeah, that's a big group to try to get somewhere, yeah. especially around the holidays. Yeah, uh, I th- I remember around the holidays, every now and again, we would go down to Bricktown mm-hmm. and go ice skating. Or mm-hmm. uh, as we got older, we went and uh, they started doing the sledding hill there in the stadium right. in Oklahoma City. We did that a couple times. Mm-hmm. That was a lot of fun. And we always enjoyed going to. Uh, the Lyric Theater and seeing uh, the Christmas Carol. Oh, of course, yeah, of we course. We tried to do that, and before Papa passed away, he and I would go with a group uh, from our church that yeah. we fellowshiped with um, to the Christmas Philharmonic program. And yeah, that was a real treat. We all look forward to that. We'd dress up, go to the Philharmonic, see the program, and then we'd all have a reservation somewhere and go out to eat. 
And, That's so sweet. Uh, it was fun. We enjoyed that. So good memories there. Yeah. Did you ever do any caroling with the church? No, not a whole lot. Um, I don't know why, but uh, hmm. um, I don't even remember them doing much caroling. Yeah, I've, I I remember doing caroling whenever we lived in Newport News with Calvary. Yeah. We did some caroling with them mm-hmm. uh I want to say for two years in a row and it was a lot of fun. Of course, I, I like, I just like going and knocking on people's doors, but yeah, you know, that, yeah. that's half the fun for me. That's fun. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, we always, enjoy, we always enjoyed Christmas. My earliest memories of Christmas were, uh, my dad would sit down. He was a minister and, uh, he always set us down before we opened packages or had dinner or anything and read the Christmas story. Yeah. To remind us of why we were there and what we were celebrating. That's sweet. And even after my dad passed, my brother carried that tradition along. Yeah. And I remember the first Christmas after dad passed, we all got together at my brother's house. He had three children and by then, between his three children and my three children, and you know all these grandkids, we had quite a quite a huge number. Right. But the first Christmas, he had a birthday cake made for Jesus. Oh, that's sweet. And, uh, so he read the scripture, and then we had a birthday party for Jesus. So I remember that. That was fun. Wow. I'd like, I'd like to get a, a piece of Jesus's cake. I feel like that'd have been the best cake there was. Well, it was. And for, we had a lot of small children. So it was a teaching moment oh, for yeah. them as to why we were there and why we had the tree. Yeah. That's sweet. Mm-hmm. Catherine and I, uh, are we, were asked to be marrying Joseph this year for, uh, All Saints in Woodbridge. Uh, to do a live nativity set mm-hmm. and we went today to get our costumes tried on and yeah. kind of mimic the motions that we're going to perform and mm-hmm. it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun cold cold I, I bet it will cold but definitely a lot of fun we for a couple of christmases we took the family um to a small town in oklahoma called guthrie oh yeah and uh, they did a walk through of the town, and they had the different Christmas scenes at the different businesses. Oh yeah! And we would walk through, and they would give us refreshments when we got to the end of it. Oh, that sounds so like a blast! So we enjoyed doing that. We've done we've done a number of things that were enjoyable like that. Yeah, that'll be sweet. Mm-hmm. That sounds sweet. Well. You said Christmas growing up, you always got a doll. Was there anything in particular you always got your kids? Did I got my children? No. I tried to get them what they asked for. Um, and I always tried to make sure that I had an even number of gifts per child. Yeah. And uh, then I made Christmas stockings for all of them. So we always had their Christmas stockings filled and... Uh, on the mantelpiece when they got up the next morning. That sounds sweet. Now, I've heard a few theories or, uh, I guess, timelines of Christmas present opening from my mother. Well, she says that there were 
plenty or quite a few activities that had to take place during the day before they were allowed to open presents. Okay. So I want to get the true version. When exactly? Walk me through a day in. Uh, the, walk me through Christmas Day in the in their life. Well, I don't remember what they had to do. We did let them open either one or two gifts Christmas Eve. Of course. And then Christmas mornings, we they got to open up their uh, uh, Christmas stocking. Right. And then I think we had, uh, after breakfast, we had uh, had them open all the packages. And then we had Christmas dinner. Hmm. See, I've heard a different story. Oh, okay. So my mom has been... Uh, lecturing us for most of our life and telling us how spoiled we were because we got to open our presents right away after we opened our stockings in the morning. Okay. And so she said that apparently they would get up and open their stockings Mm -hmm. and then they would cook breakfast and then everybody would uh, help cook for lunch and cook for dinner. And then after dinner, everybody would kind of get settled and telling stories and then finally when everyone was good and done with dinner and all the conversations afterwards they would then let all of them go to the christmas tree and open up all of their presents well we may have done that at times and especially when my brother and all of his family came right but i think most christmases we we let them open that morning before lunch before we had the big Christmas dinner. Yeah. But there may have been times when we did have it later on in the day just because it was more convenient for everybody. Well, evidently that was very traumatizing yeah. <laughs> for my mother. <laughs> well, yeah. I remember one Christmas um, no one got to come for Christmas. I think my folks were in Georgia and they weren't able to come. My brother wasn't and it was just Norman and me and the three children. Yeah. And uh, we didn't do anything special that day. Yeah. We just got up, and I told them I'd fix whatever they wanted to eat that day. I wasn't cooking a big turkey. and Yeah. I think we played games all day and pretty much stayed in our pajamas. <laughs> hey, that's not and, bad. Uh, I can remember Chris, her request for Christmas dinner was macaroni and cheese. Okay. And uh, she's a she, uh, she's she, got quite an exquisite uh, palate yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, but that was fun. I I enjoyed that. That sounds fun. Did you all ever go ice skating or anything like that back then? Uh, when I was growing up, we did. When I lived in Toronto. Oh, I can imagine that you'd have plenty of opportunity to do it there. I can remember my brother and sister-in-law came up and. We all went ice skating, and uh, my sister-in-law insisted on ice skating, and we went downtown. They had a huge rink, and she got out in the middle of that rink and fell, (laughs) and then she got tickled, and she (laughs) laughed, and she laughed, and nobody could get her up because she was laughing so hard, (laughs) so she just had to sit there a while until she could get her composure, and Someone could help her up. <laughs> but uh, 
Well, you, we you, you almost can't recover from those fits of laughter like yeah, that. That's right. That's <laughs> right. And she always liked fun. She always liked to have fun. So. Oh, yeah. That's a blast. Uh-huh. That's a blast. Do you, you have many Christmases when it was just you and Papa? A few. Yeah, what was that like? Well, I want to say the Christmas, he passed away in 19. We had Chris and Jerry and her family in 18. And I think the year before, on 2017, I think we had Christmas by ourselves. Did you? And, uh, I, but I fixed the full dinner just like I would if everybody was coming. And yeah. Put the china out and the crystal and. Yeah. And, uh, we just enjoyed having Christmas. We had a couple before we had children. My family couldn't come and so, uh, we just had a big dinner and festivities, just, just the two of us. And, oh. but when you've got each other and, you love each other. That's really all you need. That's enough. That's <laughs> yeah. enough. But that didn't happen too often. No. Yeah, just a, just a few times. How often, How long were y'all married before you had kids? Um, about four years. Yeah. 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 That, that sounds nice. Get a it good, was. Get enough time to, everything's quiet and. <laughs> well, we relatively both, we both worked full time, and then uh, when we got married, he lacked a year finishing college, and I lacked a year. Uh huh. So it was agreed that he would go back to school. Right. So he quit his job, his full time job, and just worked a part time job, and finished up that first year. I see. And uh, graduated, the, you know, in a year. Right. So, um, that was fun. That sounds fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. I'm, uh, thinking about, uh, trying to finish that. My, I think I have like six classes left I need to take. Well, yeah. Uh, need to finish them. Um, I didn't get to finish until, uh, I had three children. Yeah. And, uh, I took a, a full-time job Yeah. Uh, the same month that I went back to school to finish up my degree. Well, there you go. So it was very interesting Try to uh, handle three children, a full-time job. And the man that I worked for was uh, blind. Oh, wow. So it was a, a fairly demanding job. What, uh, what did you do for him? I was his executive assistant. I see. Yeah, your your skill set uh, revolves around very tedious uh, activities. I have found, at least from my perspective. How have you enjoyed your career? It sounds like you've had a lot of fun. Well, I really didn't plan to have a career. Mm-hmm. I wanted to just raise my children, and and uh, but the Lord seemed to place me in a position, and uh, I think I've. Had three going away parties from that building. Yeah. And the last time I told him I did not want a going away. I was just going to 
walk out the door, which I did. Yeah. And no one really realized it was my last day. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine it that. Was, it was more of a ministry than it was a job. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I enjoyed it. Well, I feel like, you know, when you find your calling and you're really given good purpose in that, mm-hmm. there's a peace and a, mm-hmm. and, a, and a lot of opportunity in it. Well, I got to meet a lot of people mm-hmm. that I would have never met otherwise. Right. And I got to go to a lot of places and see what God does around the world. Yeah. That you, it gives you a perspective you do not get. Right. By just living in the United States. Hmm. Yes, that is very true. So I feel blessed. I think so. Mm-hmm. I'm blessed to have you. Well, thank you. Of course. And uh, we're going to take a short break right now. And when we come back, we will talk some more. Hi, my name is Kaylin, and I'm the host of a new podcast called Tea Time Thoughts. Do you ever wish you could learn more about history, books, music, art, and culture, but you just don't know where to start? I totally feel your pain. Learning about all these things can be so overwhelming. Well, I want to change all of that for you. In my podcast, Tea Time Thoughts, I'll show you just how fun it all can be. In the time it takes to have a cup of tea, I'm going to teach you everything from the French Revolution to the Black Plague, Mozart to Broadway musicals, Da Vinci to Robert Frost, Ancient Egypt to Queen Elizabeth II, and more. You can stream Tea Time Thoughts wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. So what are you waiting for? Put the kettle on and listen to Tea Time Thoughts today. Welcome back. Welcome back to Hip and Humble. I'm still Aram, and I am still joined by a very special special guest, LaDonna Scott. And we are talking about her and all of her Christmas memories and things about her life. And uh, she's pretty interesting, so I, I, I enjoy talking to her. <laughs> and uh, before we go on, I just want to thank our sponsors again, Hip and Humble and Antiques, LLC. If you're not following us on Instagram, please follow us on Instagram at hipin.humble. That's H-I-P-N dot humble on Instagram. Also, if you really like what we're doing and you want to support us, maybe see some videos, get some specials on some antiques, um, help us design some t-shirts, things like that, check out our hip, or our Patreon page, hip and humble, excuse me, patreon.com slash hip and humble. And we also want to thank the WGN DB going solo network. Thank you guys so much for having us on. We are so Pleased to be a part of this network. Thank you guys for those of you that are joining us. Uh, we I hope you enjoy this talk as much as I do. And back to the star of the show, Don Scott. Hello, hello. hello. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because you know we're just sitting here, so it's it's kind of a a little odd to reinterject with another introduction mm-hmm. after we've just been sitting here talking. But uh, you handled it pretty well with Stride, huh? Do what? I said you handled it pretty well. Yes, thank you. Uh-huh, like an old pro. Well, I'm usually a behind-the-scenes person. I'm not an out-front. Well, I can understand that. But I, I think that, uh, you know, the calling and the purpose that you fulfilled is important. I know it's been important in my life. And uh, seeing everything that you've done has been a blessing. I appreciate that. All the things. The people that uh, I've seen you interact with, you know, you do have a a serious influence over or with them. And I think that that's been a special thing for me to witness. Uh, And 
I've always admired how you handle your, your relationships with people. Well, thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. The Lord's been good to me. Yeah. I've worked for good people. Yeah. And I've been blessed to be around good people. Yes. Um, I don't have any complaints. <laughs> God's okay. been good. That's beautiful. Yeah. He is good all the time. He is good all the time. And uh, since I've last lost uh, your papa, yeah. um, the Lord has become even more important to me than ever. Of course. He uh, has been by my side mm-hmm. every day since your papa's been gone. He's a comfort. He's a peace. Well, he's a comfort. He's a peace. The Bible says that... Uh, um, he will be a husband to those who have none, and he has been. Yeah. And uh, I've appreciated that, and I've appreciated his blessings on me since my spouse has been gone. Yeah. Yeah, and the Bible it also says that he will take care of us whenever we are old and weak. Well, I'm not old, and I'm not weak yet. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like my mom. I hope uh, I hope I can keep going. She was 97 and a half when she passed away and still had a sharp mind. Oh yeah. So sharp I, as a tack, I think. She was. She was very sharp. So I hope I can go at least that long if not a little longer. I think you'll do it. Well, I probably can cuz I I'm in good health, mother oh, Of course, yeah. So um, I think I can make a hundred easy. I think I think you'll have no problem with it. <laughs> I think you'll probably still be ice skating in a hundred. Well, I don't know about ice skating, but I'll still be active. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what what uh, did you play any sports when you were younger? No, sports was just not my thing. No. Mm-mm. Well, that's my all. My right. two best friends, <coughs> excuse me, were cheerleaders. Oh, okay. But that didn't interest me either. But now I enjoyed sports. I enjoyed basketball mainly. Yeah. yeah but you never played on a team. No. No. No, never did. No. Well. Your papa did. He played uh, church leagues. Yeah. And, and enjoyed it. But I never did play on a team. Yeah, he's he's squirrely. Yeah. I, I feel like playing against him when he was younger might have been. A challenge. <laughs> well, he was very competitive. <laughs> very competitive. I could see that. Yeah. <laughs> you knew that by playing dominoes with him. I sure yeah. did. I sure did. He was never. He is never happy when you beat him at dominoes. I'll tell you that. Much. Oh, that wasn't the place for me. You know. <laughs> if I happened to beat him, it was it was wrong. You know. <laughs> well, you must have cheated. Oh, I'm sure I must have, but I. <laughs> It's fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, he might be what I would categorize as a sore loser. Yes, I think that's probably true. <laughs> he that. tries to be. He tried to be nice, but um, it was not in his nature to lose. No. No, no, I wouldn't think so. <laughs> and, you know, talking about Christmases, a lot of our Christmases... Uh, since you all have been along, we've played games. We have, yeah. And we've enjoyed that. That's been an absolute blast. You know, over the past, since, uh, well, since all of us have been out of the house somewhat in yeah. some capacity, we really started 
focusing more on the games on Christmas Day, right? You know, because as you get older, you know, you don't want people you don't want people to spend too much money on each other and yeah. everything, and you know, you just enjoy spending the time with family. Yeah. Yeah. And so we, you know, we've started playing these uh, games to win gift cards, and mm-hmm. uh, I, uh, I, I definitely put a spanking on this last year. Okay. In those games, <laughs> well, oh. you, you know that all started when Papa. You know we didn't live close to any of the grandkids, so when we'd come for Christmas, he got where he wanted to give money, and right? And we'd hide it. Oh and yeah, you remember he'd give you all of your clues mm-hmm. as to where to find your Christmas. That's money. right. And he loved doing that. Oh, yeah. So it, that kind of evolved into the playing of games. And, yep. And uh, the, scavenger the gift cards. And all and, that. Yeah. Dad, mm-hmm. my, my dad has definitely taken up that mantle yes. since then. He's, yes. He is uh, pretty clever with his he is. Uh, scavenger hunts. He is. He I, does I, a good job with that. I always look forward to those. <laughs> the, yeah. Some of the rhymes he comes up with. <laughs> <laughs> or uh what the I guess what what would be said a uh, a dad jokes or <laughs> corny to the max is what I like to say. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> but he does a good job with that. Oh absolutely. Yeah. yeah. What's your favorite Christmas dish? Uh well my probably um my sweet potato casserole. <laughs> Can't go wrong there. And Mama, when Mama was here, she made a a cherry pie that I loved. Oh, really? But not many in the family like cherry pies. But hers was a little different. It was a kind of an icebox pie. Okay. And uh, I I enjoyed that. And pecan pie. I loved her pecan pies. Yeah. Mama was a good cook. That yeah yeah she was yeah wow. Now, we fixed two years ago, I believe, a rib roast for Christmas, and that was wonderful. I may try that again one day. Yeah. That that sounds really good. I don't remember if we had, if I was there when you had that or not. No, no. I don't think so. I think Uncle Jerry cooked that for me Ooh. and seasoned it. See, uh, you know, when he cooks, I always try to eat it. Yeah. <laughs> he's good. Uh, he's good. He's good. I'm, a, I'm, I'm not too bad nowadays. You're growing. I'm getting there. Yeah, you're getting there. Uh, yeah, I'm st- proud of you for doing that. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Well, it seemed after I got married, you know, when it was just me cooking for just me, I, I detested it mm-hmm. because cooking for one is no fun. No, it's not. Because you you always make too much and mm-hmm. you know, even if even though now I'll make enough so that we have leftovers, sometimes for two or three days at mm-hmm. a time, just so I don't have to make a big meal every right. night every night. And we and we eat our leftovers for lunch, Catherine and I. Yeah. But you know, back then if I made if I made a pot roast, you know, for just me in the crock mm-hmm. pot I half that pot roast would go in the trash. Yeah. Cuz you know, no, unless I froze it, but mm-hmm. yeah, I I I don't I don't like reheating stuff that's frozen like that. Yeah. It's yeah. not fun. Yeah. But ever since Catherine and I got married, it's it's been a blast to cook for two cuz then you get a reaction mm-hmm. and you know, it it's uh it's all it's like a treat. Well, and you're doing a lot of that together too. Right. 
and that makes memories. It does. It does. She'll. I. I love when she comes in and helps. You know, she'll ask what she can do, and she usually she'll cut some of the vegetables for me and stuff. And it's nice because it's helped us to learn better communication sometimes. I'm sure. <laughs> I I tend to be very focused and I have a plan for when I'm doing things. And, you know, I get flustered when someone questions my plan sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And, and so I've had to learn that she needs, she has her process and how she needs to understand things and, and being able to calm down and explain to her what I'm doing or, or just ask her to trust me in whatever process yeah. has been a blessing. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, my grandfather liked to cook. He had a restaurant back in the early days. Well, really before I came along. But my daddy never cared about cooking, but my brother cooked. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he liked to cook. And uh, the one he didn't cook a lot, but he would cook my grandfather's chili recipe. Oh, there you go. So there were times, you know, he'd make a huge pot of, of chili. Well, he doesn't cook too much now. No, he does. he's not able to cook now. But, no. Uh, we used to enjoy it. I remember one Christmas we were in Tulsa. Mm-hmm. And that's before, that's when all three of my children were still at home. And we had Christmas with Lonnie and Betty, and an ice storm came. Yeah. And we were shut in for days with no electricity. Oh, no. But he had a huge fireplace, so Mm -hmm. we all slept um, on the sofas and on the floor in by the fireplace. And he had a gas stove, and he... uh, Took meat out of the free- freezer and cooked a huge, huge pot of chili. That's what we lived on for a couple of days was his chili. <laughs> <laughs> well, I imagine so. So that was a, a good memory for Christmas. That's a sweet one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was. Wow. So, you, so he cooked chili. Did he ever play the piano at Christmas when you guys were growing up? Uh. No, not necessarily for Christmas. Yeah. Oh, and I asked that because, of course, my Uncle Lonnie and her brother, he he, uh, he was a concert pianist. Uh, they both played. His mm-hmm. his specialty was really the organ. Oh, I see. And Betty played the piano. Okay. And uh, they have several CDs out, um, you know, of them playing. But yeah. uh, they love music. Well, music is a beautiful art. I really think so. That's true. You know, I heard it said recently that if uh, painting is a decoration of space, then music is a decoration of time. Right. And I thought that was a beautiful sentiment. Well, it opened a lot of doors for him, so it's been good to him. But we've enjoyed the music. Yeah. Did you ever go to any of his concerts? Well, uh, he mainly played in church. So yes, I've, um, I've, uh, been there many times and, uh, he, uh, for our general conventions, when we used to have choirs, he would have, uh, he loved to do choir music. Right. And so he would have big hundred, 150 person choirs for our general conventions. <laughs> and, uh, we love that. 
It, of course, that was in the days when gospel singing was more popular than what it is now. Yeah, yeah. Well, I will say it definitely has dwindled since then. I mean, when it happens now, it's beautiful. Well, you can still find it, but not too much in the churches anymore. Yeah, yeah. Well, it depends on the churches, but I think, you know, I've, I've been to a couple that have some pretty mm-hmm. decent choirs. And mm-hmm. I actually, I, was, I got to be on the, the choir in uh, the for the Church of All Saints for a little while. That's good. It was a lot of fun. I was uh, I was the youngest person on the choir for a yeah. while. But uh, that was kind of, I did have its benefits a, a little bit. Well, I enjoy a choir because it gives everyone in the church an opportunity for some type of ministry. That is a ministry. It is. And uh, without a choir and just a few people up singing, it it's a worship time. It, you know, it's changed some. They consider that just strictly worship. Right. But uh, with a choir, you get participation, and that's a form of worship, too. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I will say, so my wife and I, Catherine and I, today we tried out a new church because we've been looking around for a church that's a little closer to us there in Manassas, and it was a... it was a beautiful church. Um, they had it really well kept. Uh, it was a very new church. The pastor was very young. He's probably he was around my age, if not a little a little bit older. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was very loud. They didn't have mm-hmm. they didn't have a choir, but they had you know their ministry, mm-hmm. their praise ministry team. They had four singers, and they were they all kind of took solo. Song on 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 a song for mm-hmm. four different songs before the service, and they were I mean they were beautiful singers, but mm-hmm. definitely very modern mm-hmm. and less uh, less gospel and less choir like songs, I suppose. Well, that seems to be what young people like, and every generation has their own type of music, and that seems to be the music for the younger generation now. Yeah, that's all right. Every generation has its own. Well, I think different sounds speak to different generations in different ways. That's true. You know, I think Mm -hmm. that the the Lord knows the hearts of everyone, and Mm -hmm. and music is a very unifying piece of art. It's a very it's a very unifying form of worship too. That's true. And I think that the more that people evolve, the more that worship will evolve with it. And, you know, not to say that one generation is more evolved or less evolved than another, but they're just different generations. Well, each generation has their own cultures and their own likes and dislikes, and that's the way it should be. Right, because they have different perspectives. They've battled similar things at different times. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I think that that's been the biggest realization for me as I've gotten so a little older mm-hmm. I'm not not that old yet oh no, you're not but as I've gotten a little older you know that that realization that you know I'm going I've gone through a lot of the same things as my mother but my perspective is different because mm-hmm. of where I was in life how old I was mm-hmm. you know I went through 9/11 but my perspective of 9/11 is completely different than hers mm-hmm. Because to me, it was, you know, my parents were sad and, mm-hmm. and very worried. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I reacted more to their emotions, but mm-hmm. I didn't really understand it. Mm-hmm. You know, I wasn't very old at all. Mm-hmm. And now, 
knowing, you know, now being newly married, I, I look back on that time in my life when I was young enough, young, very young, but old enough to real, to remember Mm -hmm. and thinking about how old my parents were and how they weren't much older than I am now (laughs) and thinking about being a parent right now or any of those things. It's a, it's, it's very interesting to think about because in my mind and in, in my heart, I don't think of myself as, as very old or experienced or, or capable of a lot of the things that they did. But, you know, God puts you in, in positions and he puts situations in front of you to test you. And I think that he gives you the ability to rise above them. Right. You right. And I think that's, uh, incredibly important. And I think that's something that I've seen you do, uh, throughout my life. And like I said, I, I've always admired it. Well, thank you. I love the generation that we have now of young people. Yeah. Um, I compare the young people to uh, the young people when I grew up. Yeah. And uh, I think the people, the young people now are smarter than what we were at that age. Yeah. I think um, they are more expressive of their love for God. Yeah. And they worship him more. They're more outgoing, more um, outward in their devotion to God and in their service to God. Yes. They're just, um, they're more courageous, braver generation than what I came through. Yeah. And I think the opportunities that you all have are so much greater than what we had growing up. Yeah. And... uh, it's just, you're in a wonderful generation. Yeah. You know, I, I've often thought, uh, if there were to be another, another Billy Graham, I think that it, it, it could come out of this generation. Well, it could. But Billy Graham served at the right time that God needed him to be here. Yeah. And, uh, we may never have a culture like he was addressing. Right. You know, in the future. So yeah. God no, will it, raise the right people at the right time. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's that's the most important thing, talking about the timing. And, you know, a lot of people, a lot of Christians that I know, they complain about the timing. Oh, you know, I want this. I want this at this time. This would, you know, in my mind, this would this would be a perfect time for this mm-hmm. to happen. But looking back historically, God's timing has always and will always be if history serves correct, the absolute perfect time for That's it. That's right. You know. He's never late, and he's never ahead of schedule. Right. He's always on time. Absolutely. Well, Nana, we've we, we almost gone over our time. Okay. Yeah. Well, we can visit. Yeah, we can. <laughs> you're, you, this has been fun, and I appreciate you doing this. Well, I appreciate you doing it. it My pleasure. Yeah, well, it's my, it's an honor. Thank you. Of course, I love you. I love you, too. All right, folks. Well, that was Mrs. LaDonna Jane Scott. And my Nana, a wonderful mother and a beautiful woman. Thank you. Of course. All right, everybody. That's it. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed that as much as I did. She is uh, an amazing lady. And uh, everybody stay hip and humble. All right, bye.